Hello and welcome. My name is Dr. Kenitra Bryant and today's motivational aim targets God guides in obedience. Thank you all for listening. I am currently in a seven part series entitled God Guide You. This is part six you're listening to. We have one part of the series to go, but so far I've gone over how God guides us in discernment, follow through, contentment, truth, and purpose. Now I'm targeting in on God guiding us in obedience. I'm jumping right on in, going straight to Daniel, the first chapter, and I encourage you to read that chapter in its entirety to give you some background information. What's going on is there's a king by the name of Nebuchadnezzar. He invaded Judah and took to Babylon some of the vessels that were in the house of God. Not only did he take some items from Judah back to his hometown, he also took some young men from the royal family who were probably teenagers at that time. So there were four young men. It was Daniel and his three friends. Daniel and his three friends had extraordinary character and skill. King Nebuchadnezzar's plan when he kidnapped these boys was to train them to be the king's court advisors. Daniel and his three friends had to learn the language and literature of the land. In addition to being snatched up from their hometown, the king gave Daniel and his three friends new names to go by in this new land. And the names that were given to them echoed the names of Babylonian false gods. And although Daniel and his three friends were called by different names in a land that was heavily induced with detestable practices and idol gods, that name that they were given in this land that they were not from, those names still did not reflect who God named them and how they were defined by God, and how they were in God. People were calling them names, but they didn't receive those names. They knew their identity was in God, not in something somebody told them or proclaimed them to be. God gave them their purpose. Now, the purpose and plan that King Nebuchadnezzar had was to strip somebody or strip these young boys of their identity in God the Father so that their identity and allegiance would be to the one who went against God, the God of Israel. So that was the whole purpose of them giving those boys those names, but it didn't work. Daniel's name meant God is my judge, but King Nebuchadnezzar gave him a name that represented the falsities of an idol god. And it's important to know who you are and whose you are because you are a child of the Most High God. You are God's masterpiece. You are guided by God the Father in strength, boldness, provision, protection, discernment, truth, follow through, contentment, peace, joy, purpose, and greatness. And people might try to project all these names on you and your family. Your friends might try to project some names on you that do not align with what God said you are or who you are. 
associates want to project or they might try to project some stuff on you. When they get angry, people at work might try to project some names on you that do not represent who you are in Christ. Don't receive that. That's not yours to pick up. That's not your name. If they threw it at you, let it fall. It's not yours to pick up and go grab and go talk about. You have to know who you are. You have to know the names God calls you by. And people must call you by that name too. Whether they are playing or not. You have to be able and be bold enough to reject what does not belong to you. Reject it. Even if it means somebody saying that you're mean and why'd you say that I was just playing? Well, you don't play about your name. Never play about your name. Never play about who God says you are. When people want to diminish that, don't play about that. You can, and just like Daniel and his three friends, people can call you a name and you can reject it and still do what God called you to do. You can still do that. You can still proclaim and receive the promises God has for you, even if people are calling you out of your name. You have to know who you are. Daniel and his three friends did it, and God has empowered you to do that too. But Daniel and his three friends, they were captured, but they still followed God, and they were thrown into a situation where they were away from their family. They were away from their loved ones and their friends, but God guided them in truth, God guided them in discernment, and God guided them in encouragement. He also guided them in follow-through so they could do what they needed to do in a place where their influence was needed. And yes, they were in an atmosphere that was new to them, but God guided them. God let them know that all things were working together for their good. And as God additionally guided them in obeying him, it didn't matter where they were. God was right there. And they obeyed God's word at all times. When we obey God's word, as we found out with Joshua, when we read Joshua, the first chapter, we understand that we are successful when we obey God, when we adhere to his word, when we think on his word and we are doers of his word. And let me go ahead and read Joshua, the first chapter in the sixth through the ninth verse real quick. It states, be strong and courageous for you will distribute the land I swore to their ancestors to give them as inheritance. Above all, be strong and very courageous to observe carefully the whole instruction my servant Moses commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or the left so that you will have success wherever you go. This book of instruction must not depart from your mouth. You are to meditate on it day and night so that you may carefully observe everything written in it. For then you will prosper and succeed in whatever you do. Haven't I commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. God guided Joshua in obedience and purpose, 
and God guided Daniel and his three friends in obedience and in purpose. And he's doing the same thing for us. While Daniel and his three friends were getting acclimated to how things were going in Babylon, they still allowed God to guide them in obedience. Daniel and his three friends were, remember, they were God's chosen people. They were captured and brought to a land where people didn't believe in God. People didn't recognize God. People did not honor God. They rejected the words of God. But Daniel and his three friends didn't allow the culture they were in taint their relationship with God. They adhered to God's word. So much so that they kept up the practices, even though they were in a foreign land, they kept up the commandments of not eating things and not consuming things that God told them not to consume. They would not violate the laws of God although they were in a foreign land. And one of those laws in particular that they adhered to was to not eat food or foods that were offered to idols. Now, Daniel and his three friends were in a country where the king and the nation offered food to idols all of the time. That was the custom. That's just what they did over there. And even... In a distant land, away from the people who were like them, who loved God, Daniel and his three friends were led by God to obey him still and not do what other people were doing. They were commanded to walk in obedience and go against the current. Daniel and his three friends were guided by God to obey him when they boldly went to the attendant who was taking care of them in the king's court. Daniel let the chief eunuch know that they couldn't defile themselves. They couldn't go against the word of God. They couldn't consume what was meant to contaminate them. Daniel let the chief eunuch know, hey, um, we proclaim God's word over here. We believe God. And we can't participate in disobedience towards God. We can't reject the word of God. We can't proclaim to be determined followers of God the Father and behind closed doors eat the very things that God denounced. And Daniel let the chief eunuch know God was guiding him in obedience and nothing would sway him to disobey God the Father. And for those who are familiar with the story, you already know what happened. But Daniel went against the current. Daniel requested that he and his friends be given vegetables and water. And the chief eunuch was perplexed because this arrangement was something new. And he was fearful about it because nobody else was doing that. And he was fearful that his job and life would be in jeopardy and that the appearance of Daniel and his friends would result in disaster. And people would think, hey, you're not doing your job. But that's amazing. When God guides us in obedience, individuals around us who are not walking or allowing God to guide them in obedience, they will think that if you do what you do for God in an atmosphere or environment where it's not acceptable or popular, People think that you won't succeed. They think that you will not be successful because 
Nobody's serving God over here. We don't do that over here. We don't keep God first. We don't obey God. And you want to obey God over here? You might not be successful. You might need to get out of here. For those who know, you know. For those who've experienced it, you understand what I'm talking about. You go somewhere where nobody's doing or that atmosphere is not used to anything godly or God-honoring. And you are doing things that honor God. They will tell you, some people will tell you to leave. Get out of here. Oh, you're trying to do that? Oh, that you won't be successful in that. You won't succeed. You won't prosper. Negative things will happen to you. But as you continue living a life of obedience, allowing God to guide you, that's not true. What tends to happen is the atmosphere begins to change where God is the center. And people start to have a different outlook on things. People see things differently. It's just the opposite. And when God guides us in obedience, he promised that we will prosper and succeed in whatever we do. And that means wherever we are, God is with us. And we shouldn't be afraid to walk in God-honoring and God-guided obedience. God doesn't make us obey him either. God guides us in his word to obey him. But it's up to us to accept, believe, receive, and take the initiative to walk in the guidance he provides. But when we follow God in obedience, we are blessed. But we have to intentionally make the decision to do what he says to do. We have to be intentional on obeying his word, no matter what is going on in and around us. When we go against the current of detestable lifestyles, detestable ways, detestable practices, when we go against those currents and we obey God and follow the guidance of God, like Daniel and his three friends, in uncertain situations, in uncertain times, God rewards our obedience when we obey his guiding words. When we obey God and we don't defile ourselves with what the world wants us to consume, God sees that and he blesses us. God sees and he rewards us when we don't consume lies, toxicity, idol worship, every kind of hate, jealousy, pride, envy, wickedness, slander, witchcraft, oppression, negative isolation, just evil period. When we choose not to consume those things, knowing that they will defile our relationship with God and our purpose, God rewards the person going against the current from what the world wants them to consume. Whether you know it or not, you look different when you choose to obey God. You perform differently when you choose to walk in God-guided obedience. You think clearly. You stand out. You are favored. God honors your faithfulness to him when you walk 
in his guidance of obedience. When you don't defile yourself, you are healthier in your relationship with Christ. When you don't defile yourself, you are healthier in your mind. You're healthier in your relationships with others. You're healthier in your calling, in your task, in your vocation. And when you don't defile yourself, it shows in your physical health. God blesses your physical health. God blesses individuals who obey and trust him. It doesn't mean that you're not going to have any issues. But it means that God is going to guide you through those issues and he's still going to bless you. Where you can handle those issues. You're empowered in those issues. Those issues don't overtake you. You overtake them because God is with you. And when you lay your hands to those issues, you will prosper and succeed. When Daniel and his three friends obeyed God, they stood out. And by them being doers of the word. See, they didn't say, okay, uh, we know the word of God, but we're just going to eat this. And we're just going to consume this because, I mean, we're here. We just have to do what people do, you know. We're just going to go ahead and defile ourselves this one time. Or we're just going to defile ourselves because, I mean, we have to eat. No, they did not do that. It goes beyond physical nutrition. It's important to look at what the world and what people are trying to present to you. They're trying to make you consume something that defiles you. It defiles your relationship. It defiles your integrity. It defiles your impact. It defiles your influence. It defiles your relationships with other people. It defiles your thoughts. It defiles your character. It defiles your opportunities. It defiles your promotion. It defiles your future. Follow God's word. Do not consume what defiles you. Don't do it. Aim to not do it. And if you've done it, repent. Don't go back. Don't go back. When Daniel and his three friends, they stood out and they were doers of the word of God, there was a ripple effect and impact. The chief eunuch witnessed firsthand what it looks like to serve God and the benefits associated with God guiding someone in obedience. Had Daniel and his three friends not obeyed God, that chief eunuch, that outsider, would not have been able to see the power of God in somebody's life. Others in the kingdom, and even the king, based off their obedience, they were able to interview them, Daniel and his three friends, and they found out that these boys were like no others. These boys were different. They were unique. Nobody in Babylon was equal to them. They were in a class all to themselves. Nobody could touch them. They were smarter. They were wiser. They were taller in stance. They were taller in their service. They were excellent. They exhibited excellence. They had great skill. They were attractive. They were attractive intellectually, spiritually, physically. God notices and God sees when an individual allows him to guide them in obedience. 
when we elect to not defile ourselves with things that go against God, God sees that and people see it too. Although we don't do it for people, but people are drawn in and we capture their attention when we lead and live God-honoring lives. People might want to know more about you. Why are you doing that? Why are you turning that down? Why are you not allowing this to defile you? Explain it to me. That turns into an opportunity to share the goodness of what God has done for you and the good news of Jesus Christ. Allow God to guide you in obedience as you reap the beneficial rewards. The scripture that I would like to review with you once more is Daniel, the first chapter in the 17th through the 20th verse. And it reads, God gave these four young men knowledge and understanding in every kind of literature and wisdom. Daniel also understood visions and dreams of every kind. At the end of the time that the king had said to present them, the chief eunuch presented them to Nebuchadnezzar. The king interviewed them, and among all of them, no one was found equal to Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. So they began to attend the king. In every matter of wisdom and understanding that the king consulted them about, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and mediums in his entire kingdom. I wanted to leave you with that scripture to remind you that there is a cost associated with not obeying God. And there is a reward when we do obey him. The aim is to obey God and allow him to guide us in God-honoring obedience. When we obey God and we elect to not defile ourselves with what others might be defiling themselves with, our physical appearance stands out in addition to our spiritual appearance stands out. Our character stands out. Our skills stand out. Our ability stand out. Our purpose stands out. Our influence and impact in others' lives stand out. We perform better. We think clearer. We operate in wisdom, understanding, and discernment. Why? Because what was meant to defile us is not in us and doesn't cloud our decisions and it doesn't clutter up our path that God is guiding us on. So remain encouraged and obey God because he knows how to guide you on the right path. Thanks for tuning in. Visit drkenitrabryant.com to download the God guide you Bible study and on the site you can grab some apparel aimed to inspire and remind you that God is the one guiding you. Connect with me on Instagram at aim towards the target and on the YouVersion Bible app where you can download, subscribe, and complete a variety of Bible devotionals. Aim to allow God to guide you in obedience, obey his word, Don't defile yourself with things that are sent to contaminate you and distract you. All right. Peace and God bless.